This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, May 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. DPR spray rules still in place. Dine-in options may reopen next week, and Pence agrees to raise payment limits. Cal EPA is enforcing restrictions on pesticides near schools. Under the direction of Governor Newsom, Cal EPA yesterday issued guidance directing county ag commissioners to continue enforcing pesticide restrictions near schools. The state has restricted applications within a quarter mile of schools when children are present and required notification for schools. While schools are, quote, fiscally closed during the stay-at-home order, the administration was concerned people are still present. Schools are being used for all kinds of things, food pantries, emergency shelters, places where residents are gathering, for instance, homeless residents, Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumenfeld told AgriPulse. Blumenfeld said the administration wants to really prioritize enforcement in this area and notify the public of applications with enough time. He added the order had stemmed from residents in OJ voicing concern last month about whether the regulations still apply. DPR Director Val Dolcini framed the issue around the state facing not just a pandemic, but the most serious respiratory health crisis we've seen in decades. He said communication is critical at this time, and commissioners should maintain dialogue with the community as well as vigorous enforcement. Some dine-in restaurants may reopen next week. Restaurants in some counties could be opening as early as next week, said Governor Newsom at his press briefing yesterday. The administration will put out new guidelines for dine-in restaurants on Tuesday. To reopen restaurants, counties will first have to meet certain metrics, such as low case numbers of COVID-19. The likelihood of some counties meeting all the criteria, he said, is very high in certain parts of the state. Newsom did caution that there are conditions that persist in the state and this nation that make reopening very, very challenging as it relates to the specifics of restaurants. The state also released new industry guidance for reducing exposure risk. It includes revised recommendations for agriculture and livestock, as well as food packing and processing. Newsom's workers' comp hurts a struggling industry, says ag groups. The state's largest farm groups yesterday responded to Newsom's directive on workers' compensation benefits for COVID, saying it will add more financial weight at a very difficult time. The joint statement was issued by the Agricultural Council of California, California Farm Bureau Federation, California Fresh Fruit Association, and Western Growers. The added economic burden of medical claims related to COVID-19 should be borne by the government, not the essential industries providing a public good during a global pandemic, the groups argued. Purdue. Payment limits increased on COVID-1. The Trump administration has bowed to concerns from livestock producers and fruit and vegetable growers and will modify the payment limits for the upcoming COVID-19 relief payments, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said in an interview with Brownfield Ag News. 
produced said USDA had been trying to mimic the payment limits on Farm Bill commodity programs. But he said he agreed with farm groups that the limits were too low at $125,000 per commodity and $250,000 in total per person. We've adjusted those payment limits and we'll see those when the rules come out, he said. Take note, farm bankruptcy filings were up 23% for the 12-month period that ended in March, that according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. The 627 Chapter 12 bankruptcy cases filed during the 12-month period were the third most in the last 20 years, behind 743 in 2011 and 632 in 2013. Wisconsin continues to lead the nation with 78 filings during the latest 12-month period. GOP leaders joined Trump in targeting China. President Trump has made it clear that he blames China for the COVID-19 pandemic to the point where he's considering new tariffs as punishment. And now, House Republicans are jumping into the fray with a new task force to investigate China's role. As we learn more about COVID-19, one thing has become clear. China's cover-up directly led to the crisis. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California said yesterday, The Communist Party of China hid the seriousness of the disease, led a propaganda campaign blaming the U.S., used their supplies to exert influence, and continue to refuse international experts to investigate what happened. It's unclear if new U.S. tariffs or any other punishment would blow apart the Phase 1 trade deal with China that is responsible now for boosting exports of U.S. soybeans, corn, wheat, and beef. But the U.S. ag sector appears to be increasingly wary of upsetting the detente. Global food prices continue to decline amid pandemic. Food prices worldwide have declined for a third consecutive month because of the ripple effects of the COVID-19 crisis. The FAO Food Price Index averaged 165.5 in April 2020, down 5.7 points, or 3.4% from March, the lowest level since January 19. The biggest declines last month were in sugar, vegetable oil, and dairy. Idle aid restricted to farms and businesses. The Small Business Administration has stopped taking applications for its highly popular economic injury disaster loan program from anyone but farms and other agricultural employers. The program offers grants of up to $10,000 as well as low-interest loans. SBA only started taking applications from farms this week. A notice on the SBA website says, at this time, only agricultural business applications will be accepted due to limitations in funding availability and the unprecedented submission of applications already received. Companies report strong farm demand. Farm input giants Corteva and Nutrien reported vastly different results in first quarter earnings released yesterday. But both said COVID-19 so far hasn't had major impacts on its operations. Corteva AgriScience beat analysts' expectations in its quarterly earnings report, reporting $4 billion in net sales, 16% jump above last year's first quarter, and earnings per share of $0.36. The seed and pesticide company said increased sales were driven in part by favorable planting weather in North America and 
producers desire to get corn seed early due to perceived supply concerns from COVID-19. Nutrien reported a $35 million drop in earnings, or $0.12 per share, partly due to lower prices for potash and nitrogen. The first quarter is typically a weaker earnings period for the company, but CEO Chuck Margo said Nutrien is seeing strong spring demand for all crop inputs and services as farmers make up for last year's weather-related problems. Here's today's He Said It. To be able to get from the testing site in Sonoma County to the closest testing site up north, it's a four-hour drive on Highway 101. That's Senator Mike McGuire, a Democrat of Farrellsburg, decrying the lack of rural testing facilities for COVID-19. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, May 8th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.